Last week on Ghost Hampton, Lyle and the bartender are old friends, so Lyle takes some scotch. About to start Lyle's TV segment, Georgie calls him, demanding he not do it. But they shoot the segment. Silk, clearly a star, counts many of Lyle's faults on camera. Lyle is an awful interview. Flo joins in, delving into Lyle's issues. Then onto Old Vic, its dead prostitutes, and a ghost girl. Flo, do spirits generally convene and vote on the most likely to succeed at saving their house? Uh, that's a new one on me. Lyle, this girl told you her name is Jewel. Yeah, I heard it clearly. A few times. But she speaks Italian. We believe saying, Aiutachi, or help us in English. Not the most original request, as ghosts are concerned. The rest of the circumstances are quite unique. I think the language implies she and perhaps those around her were immigrants who came to this country without skills and never learned much English, if any, and may have been tricked into a long ride out to Bridgehampton to work at the oldest profession? Victims of human trafficking. What I wonder about the girl is... At her age. Was Jewel an innocent victim? Or was she a... participant in the oldest profession? I don't know how I could tell. Well, how could you tell Jewel's age was 12? Did you get any sense this individual was coming on to you? Professionally? What? Of course not. I got a sense of terrific loss and pervasive grief from her. I picked up on her age on some deep level. She didn't say... Hi, I'm 12 and a prostitute. Both women exchange glances. Lyle, there's a picture of Jules circulating around the internet. Did it come primarily from your recollection of seeing her? An image of Jules' police sketch appears on screen. Yeah? She seems lovely. And so soulful. You saw her wearing adult Victorian dress. Not a girl's dress. Yes. But I'm told head-to-body ratio often dictates how we perceive age or maturity. People say the artwork resembles a police sketch. Your daughter is a detective on the Southampton police force. Who is the artist? The artist wishes to remain anonymous. Drawing ghost girls is not in his job description. The artist wishes to remain anonymous. Flo, Lyle developed a reputation as a Lothario around the time his second wife departed... For Florida. Flo, might there be a link between one man's attraction to the opposite sex and a group of spirits choosing a young girl among them to contact him? Hmm. We may need to ask Jewel that one. (laughs) Both women titter briefly. Lyle does not. Flo picks up the story. It's believed spirits who have not found their place in the afterlife cling to familiar surroundings... If a spirit recognizes a living person who has an affinity for the paranormal, they might want to communicate to him. Or more. Do you mean touch? Throw things? Screw with appliances? I believe Jewel allowed strength and feeling to return to Lyle's legs. Lyle, your accident robbed you of the use of your legs. Yet you walked in here today. How is that? My legs give out. I take lots of physical therapy sessions, and I can walk short distances when I need to. But no basketball? No, and no water skiing. 
And no... It's clear where Silk wants to take this, and the old lawyer in Lyle takes charge. Is counsel leading the witness? These are the things people want to know. We actually collect questions sent to us online by the public. I'm not that close with the public. Lyle briefly felt shocks and cramps run through his leg muscles. That experience could be considered an offer from a higher plane. A quid pro quo offer? Do ghosts make deals with the living? Possibly. An example would be the spirit who wants you to stop renovating their old house. The get-off-my-lawn effect. (laughs) Yes. Or it may be a premonition of what's to come. Good or bad. Lyle, were you shocked by the return of feeling to your legs? Uh, it hurt a lot, so I wanted it to stop. You want feeling, but not pain. This line of questioning makes Lyle increasingly uncomfortable. But the fact that it's silk going there makes it weirdly intoxicating, especially exposing him as she is to the TV-watching public. Like most people. Silk is going for a deeply personal vibe, and Lyle finds, despite the cameras and lights and all the controversy, he wants her to talk to him this way, in private. Lyle, may I ask, can you have sex? Lyle's face flushes red for the first time on camera. He freezes. I'm sorry. Let me put it this way. Do you want to have sex? The set goes silent. Lyle's head is swimming with his abrupt reintroduction to alcohol on top of the crazy circumstances surrounding the past few days. He takes in Silk's beauty once more and finally answers. I thought you'd never ask. With that, Flo snorts a reflexive off-camera chuckle. (laughs) Cut! Okay, people, we have to take that again. I'll have to edit again. No. Josh, I liked his response. It was real. People will enjoy it. Maybe you cut out Flo's snort. (sighs) Okay, let's finish up this segment, please. On camera, Silk fake blushes, acting as if Lyle were the inappropriate one. Oh my. Well, this is live television, isn't it? Uh, There was more to Lyle's paranormal encounter that we have not discussed. Lyle feels a strange cloud of apprehension come over him. Lyle... There were additional manifestations, weren't there? Lyle desperately wants to finish this interview and get back to Rooney at this point. He doesn't respond right away. There's another entity in that house, and you felt it. In the interest of wrapping up, Lyle decides to play ball with Flo. Well, Jewel was not alone. There's there's presence that kept her, kept them all captive in the house. What kind of presence? I don't know the official terms. Evil. A purely evil presence. Both Silk and Flo shift in their seats. Thank you for that clarity, Lyle. Now tell us about your subsequent visit, made by you and your friend, Father Matteo Sherry, yesterday evening. You actually broke into Old Vic. Did you experience that pure evil then? Yes. How did it manifest itself? It... it entered me. Both women gasp involuntarily. In what way? It entered through my pores and squirmed under my skins. Like crawling spiders, but on fire. 
Silk off-camera makes a silent approving nod to Josh, indicating go with it. Lyle, for his part, seems to be off in some other world as he responds to Flo. And you knew it was evil? Oh yeah, no doubt. It was burning me. Father Matteo told you about his own experience in detail. Where was he at the time? Upstairs, where the rooms, the, the bedrooms used to be. What was he doing up there? Pissing off the evil spirit. Oh? How did he do that? Lyle's eyes are focused far off, beyond the camera, beyond the memory motel, on something he can hardly describe. He he opened the door to the room and said prayers for them. A priestly thing to do. Were the captive spirits in fact there? I think so. He saw things. What did he see? The spirits turned into glowing orbs and floated upward. And? A powerful, hateful evil slammed him against the wall with great force. Why was this evil spirit angry with Father Matteo? Matteo set the spirits free. Prostitutes are not supposed to go to heaven, I guess, or paradise. And what happened to you? I collapsed on the floor. It was dirty. I had spider webs in my mouth and was trying to scream, but I could not draw breath. I was burning and suffocating. I scratched up my face. Did Father Matteo come to your aid? Yes. He picked me up and got me out of there. And that's how you wound up out in Old Vic's backyard, with Matteo Sherry giving you CPR? He did, but I cursed him out. Why? Matteo told me it wasn't my voice, and it was Greek. Something did not want you rescued. Let's look at some photos. An over-the-shoulder appears behind Lyle with a picture from last night. Fearcom paid for broadcast rights to Mose Allen's flash photos, and Josh is running them. We see Matteo out in the weeds, looking startled by Mose and, incidentally, very gallant and handsome. He's shown kneeling over a filthy Lyle Hall, breathing life into him, compressing his chest, then looking up at Mose Allen's camera flash. Finally, there's a shot of Lyle, revived and enraged at Mose, a photo that's become Lyle's unfortunate new identity. Now the spaced-out Lyle starts to return to the present, live on set. He blinks his eyes. Flo is back on camera. Lyle, you have shared so very much. There's only one more question. Lyle regards Flo suspiciously. He's just relived a horrifying episode. You're still hiding something from me. Please, won't you reveal it? How about never? Josh switches to Silk and she takes over. Folks, we'll just see about never. That's all we have time for. I am Silk, and we are Fearcom. Join us right here tomorrow for more paranormal excitement. That's a wrap, people. We're done for tonight. You are, at least, not me. Everyone in the crew starts moving, except for Flo. She and Lyle stare at each other from their seats. Pack up anything that's not nailed down, and we convene again tomorrow, same time. Team, we are meeting later in my room to view Josh's final edit. It's running nationally in the 7 o'clock hour. We will dissect today's shoot and plan tomorrow's interview. We'll need more content for tomorrow. And we'll get it. We are making a stealth surgical strike. Late tonight, inside Old Vic. 
Josh, you'll record interiors and we'll explore and do some stand-ups. Lyle will make a dramatic return to old Vic. And we'll see if the demon, or whatever, still wants a piece of him. Sound good. I am never going back to that place. Silk approaches Lyle and bends down, her palms on the arms of his chair. Close to his face, he can see her TV makeup and her frilly undergarment and smell her. Oh, sure you are, Lyle. We have to, you have to give the public what they want. We cannot just talk about a possible maybe haunting. If there's a demon in that house, we have to go in, get it, and film it. Good luck with that. Silk reaches for Lyle's hand and gently squeezes it. This evil presence wants you, Lyle, not us. Please understand, without you, there's no show. Lyle is afraid he's drooling and wipes his mouth. You'll have a better show without me. Silk rises to her full height, stands over Lyle and crosses her arms. She looks down at him with an imperious sneer. According to your signed contract, if you abort in mid-production, your penalty fee will make us rich. Especially me. Lyle is, for once, without a retort. Silk stands erect, hands on her hips, and announces. Josh, Flo, Chad... And Lyle? Everyone in my room by 7 p.m. Josh, plot out what we'll need to do a good shot inside Old Vic for tomorrow's installment. Figure on 2 a.m. for that. Everybody! Nice work today under difficult circumstances. I think we've got a tiger by the tail here, and I thank you. Silk marches off the set and out the taproom's door, headed for her room. Flo moves toward Lyle, still in his seat. You were pretty good, Lyle. I sucked. It sucked. Oh, sorry you feel that way, but that's television today. Hmm, no thanks. Flo stares at Lyle, her tiny smile on her mouth. How about a drink? I know the bartender. Flo offers her arm, and Lyle, a little wobbly, stands up. But I'm not going back to that place. 